so many different ideas about good health, how do you separate the myths from the facts? Welcome to Healthy View Radio with your trio of co-hosts, Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus. Today, you'll learn what it takes to be healthy and happy within a stressful world from three experts walking their talk. Here is Lisa, Andrea, and Michelle. Hello, and welcome to Healthy View Radio. My name is Michelle Fenikaus, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Andrea Beeman and Lisa Lutan. The three of us work with, with our clients and our health coaching practices all week long, but on Thursdays, we get together to have some fun and dive into a topic that is timely and relevant to you, all of our listeners. And today, oh boy, you guys, our topic is embracing imperfection. This is by far the most important mindset I work on with my clients, many of whom say they are unhappy with themselves because they can't stick to a diet or they can't you know, stay on the bandwagon, always a problem. But I have a secret to share. The very best way to stick to healthy eating, to stay on the wagon, so to speak, is to allow for lots and lots of imperfection along the way. What? Hey, girl, like the first time we got together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> remember? I remember it was so good. Nothing like New York pizza. Oh my God. Wait, that wasn't the first time. Was it the first time we got together? Was it over New York pizza? First time. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. mean in person over at Jordan's place? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that yeah. was so good. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what I mean. Everyone thinks the best, you know, we must be perfect all the time and we must be toting along our little salads with us every time we do anything. But the truth is, no, man, we were having a beer and. Well, we didn't have a beer until the day was done. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I think I had a fruity cocktail myself, not a beer, which is very unusual for me in the middle of the week. Like that just doesn't happen. That's right. And everyone yeah. should know that. It's not about being perfect all the time. So and last week, you know, when we were talking, um, we were saying that humans are becoming, I think you were saying this, Andrea, that humans are becoming more like robots because we want to be on 24 hours a day, you know, working all the time. And uh, we're becoming more and more disconnected from each other as we rely on technology. So how do you girls think that embracing our imperfection can bring us back to our humanity? Well, I, I can say, I think that when, I know when you get together with other people and you start sharing your your fears and your imperfections, it's much more bonding than when you're like, my life is perfect, everything's so great, because that's how we connect. We connect on the truth and the imperfections. So I think it's really important to embrace your imperfections and just accept them and kind of rejoice in that they make you unique in your own way. I agree. I agree. I believe that I'm imperfectly perfect exactly as I am with my little crooked snaggle tooth, uh, you know, like with frizzy hair sometimes, uh, you know, like the physical imperfections as well as the human internal imperfections that help us to navigate this world, right? Uh, whether it's anger issues or whatever's coming up. Like I have, um, I have a client who does not get angry. She does not get angry because she's, she looks like a perfect girl, right? Happy, sweet, and all the time. Yay, everything's perfect and good. And But inside, she's like, <laughs> dinosaurs in there. <laughs> you know, and it, it's not healthy because on the outside, there is this 
need for this perfect woman. And on the inside, there is this screaming situation that's causing illness, right? So uh, I, I think that we should embrace our imperfections, whatever they are, and allow ourselves to do and feel and be exactly who we are. Lisa, what you said, I, I, was, I was nodding my head over here because you're so right. When we, um, we can really bond over our mistakes and imperfections, I mean, th- that's when you're like elbowing the person next to you and cracking up, like when you're, you know, both realizing what a mistake you've made or both realizing how screwed up something is. Like, that's, that's hilarious. It's no fun to be together and be like, we're all just absolutely perfect. There's no bonding happening there. You know, and that's one of the complaints about people on Facebook. Like, look at my perfect life. Everything's so wonderful. And yeah, you're happy for those people. But after a while, it gets a little bit annoying. You know, I want real. I, I like people's imperfections and their quirks. I think that's what makes them much more interesting people. I agree. I like, I like quirks. I like imperfections. It makes us unique. Can you imagine if we all looked and acted the same? You know, like when you look at, um, and another thing that perfectionism does, like it creates this feeling that you're just not good enough to be in the world. So like I have some, like Michelle talked about her clients, that she has a lot of clients that deal with these imperfections. But we look at the cover of a magazine and there's not a blemish. There's not a cellulite puff. There's right. There's no little rolls. And then we're expected. This is our idea of what a woman should look like. And God, is that going to set you up for failure every single time? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, it was interesting that you were saying, Michelle, for your clients, it's imperfection on eating. And I was thinking when I hear the word embracing imperfection, I think of like body imperfection, like, oh, my stomach's too, you know, mushy or my thighs are too big or all that kind of stuff in just body acceptance. And one of the beautiful thing is as you do get older, at least for me, I find that I am getting more and more accepting of my body and its imperfections and just saying, you know what, eating healthy, working out, this is what my body's supposed to be like right now. And it just feels so much better than beating myself up for not being perfect. Also, you have a smoking hot bod for, I mean, my God. You were like, Wait, what were you going to say for an older woman? Is that what you were going to say? For I mean, a woman for midlife. Oh, you guys are kind. I didn't you know how old you lately. <laughs> I've been imperfecting a lot. Oh, my God. I remember when you said, how old are you? 53? Is that right? 54. 54. When you said I'm 54, I was like, shut the front door. <laughs> No way. So anyway, yeah, embrace all those imperfections you got, Lisa. Yeah, I hear you though. I was just telling you guys before we went live about my hair getting done yesterday for the photo shoot. You know what happens? She uh she did all the curls back like this. So it revealed all my gray hair at once. Oh and it looked like I had aged about 10 years in a matter of minutes. I was like, <gasps> I mean, I'm cool with going gray, but that was a that was a lot in a very short period of time. I was having a real hard time. Oh, your silver crown, your silver crown. I mean, nature's good to you. It brings it in slowly. You assimilate little by little and then I can, I can do that. But all at once, boy, oh boy, was that tough. Mm, mm, mm. But I'm sure you looked fabulous. Well, we figured it out. We, uh, we fixed it. (laughs) I saw your picture on Instagram. You looked fab. Mm -hmm. Seriously fab. So I can't wait to see your new website. When's it going up? Oh, God, I don't know. Sometimes this summer. But, you know, I'll try not to be too much of a perfectionist about it. It's a long road to recovery, friends. 
Yes, because if you become a perfectionist, your website is not going to be up until 2019 or 2020 <laughs> because, oh, I got to do this little thing. And wait, no, this, is, this isn't right. The key is to get it up and get it out. You're going to fix it along the way. You, can you imagine if you, like the people that think, oh, it's got to be perfect the first time out, which you're recovering perfectionism. It's got to be, you would never have anything, nothing, nothing zero, nothing. That is exactly right. I mean, that's true about uh, certainly with websites or anything with your business, but even think about dinner, right? Like if you're going (laughs) on Pinterest and you're seeing these perfect photos and that's your idea of what dinner is supposed to be like, and then you look in your kitchen and you're like, I don't even know how to boil water. I mean- (laughs) you're going to fall flat. You know, so it's the same idea. Make, make that imperfect dinner. It's still, it's going to get you closer to where you want to go than ordering the pizza. Wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah. And I think there's so much pressure for families right now, especially with young kids or older kids, that dinner time is this sacred, sacred time. And that if you don't have the family dinner, your life is going to fall apart and your kids are going to become you know, like criminals or something. But the truth of the matter is- That's what happened in our house. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, for many families, everyone's on different schedules. This one's playing soccer. This one's got this thing. And it's really hard to do. And I remember feeling so awful all the time. Like, oh my God, I'm ruining my children as I speak. And then you know what? I just let it go. I was like, I have a great relationship with my kids. It's not only about dinner, it's about the rest of the day as well. And so sometimes you just have to say, I'm not going to be perfect for someone else's perfect. I'm going to be perfect for what my perfect does. Oh, so it's okay that like I didn't do the little league fundraiser and I like, you know, didn't have the right whatever pants for him to show up for practice. And I didn't, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's so many things to juggle that I'm just like, eh. Put him out in a potato sack. Here you go, kid. <laughs> go, go, go to the game. Goodbye. Yeah, do it like in the 70s and just get out of the house and go do something. <laughs> That's exactly right. All right, so uh, we're working on embracing all of our imperfections. What is one area that you guys really struggle to embrace imperfection? Hmm. I don't know. I kind of gave up perfectionism a long time ago because I, I knew that it didn't serve me in any way, shape, or form. You know, like it, it would really literally stop me from doing everything, you know, because you get into this, this groove. Although, like still sometimes when I go out to the park in the morning, I'll still want to put on a little tiny bit of mascara, you know, because, you know, I don't know. It's just like a habit. It's like a 40-year-old habit, <laughs> putting on a little bit of mascara. But lately, because the dog has to go out early, I go out without the mascara and I'm like, oh, it's, it's just, yeah, no problem. I don't have any mascara on right now, actually. You still look beautiful. Look at wow. <laughs> I needed a break. But I'll tell you an area that I used to be a real perfectionist and I just totally let it go was entertaining. Like I thought if my house didn't look perfect, if my dishes weren't perfect, if the menu wasn't perfect, like I'm just not going to have people over. When I, That was when I was younger. And then somewhere along the way can't speak somewhere along the way I just let it go and I was like you know what if the food isn't perfect so what it's about coming together if it doesn't work out the way I wanted well then it's going to work out in some other way and I literally let it go and started entertaining all the time and had so much joy from that after I was able to let that go I like that very much it reminds me of um our house right now when you said you know entertaining because we got a house that needs a lot of renovation so right now 
uh, yeah, most of those renovations haven't been done, but we still want to have people over. And I just say, oh, yeah, it looks like we got water stains all over the front of our house because we had to patch the holes. We got to get the side. You know, it's like, ah, come over anyway. But but it's hard. You know, you want to mm-hmm. have everything perfect. And when I was um, when I was working in advertising, so this is years ago, this really stuck with me. This guy, uh, his name is Robert Wong. He's like a big shot at Google now. I remember he was talking to us about something that the company was doing or the department was doing. I don't remember. And he said, basically, we don't know what we're doing, but we are going to course correct as we go. And I thought, huh, I like that term. I kind of put that in my back pocket and it comes out so many different ways. uh, You know, you can apply that. That's what I try to encourage my clients to do is it's not like, oh my God, I had cake. I had two pieces of cake. I'm the worst. Forget it. It's all over. But all right, now we're going to course correct. Just like, you know, you're a a sea captain, I think really has to embrace imperfection because there's always going to be waves and there's always going to be storms. So that's just part of how you get to your destination. Yeah, I like that. I also like that um, when you were fixing the house, you let people in. Um, When I was growing up, my parents didn't have any money, so they bought a fixer upper. (laughs) <laughs> and this was in the 1970s. I think they bought it for like $67,000. It was a big Victorian house. And uh, my dad was a construction worker before he became a lawyer. And he wanted to do the work himself. So guess how long the work was? It was 30 years, you know, with like holes in the floor. Like you could be upstairs and you could look down into the kitchen and people would come over and they go, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't, it didn't stop him. He was like, okay, we got this old house. What are we going to do? We'll put in a floor, you know, this year, next year, we'll put in a wall. <laughs> right? So I guess it's, it's perfect also as, as it goes, right? As it goes and grows and you put, okay, we're going to put a wall here. We're going to paint a color there. We're going to do this. We're going to change that. And it's constantly going to change. You know, like people get into this beautiful home and then they're like, oh, you know what? I want to change the kitchen. Right? So it's, I think, if we get into the habit of being okay and flexible with change, then, um, then the perfectionism kind of goes away. So like we have a gal coming on today and she didn't realize that we have video. And she said, um, she said, talk about being perfectly imperfect. I didn't know your video was live. She said, no makeup, 50 years old. Here I am. So I'm looking forward to talking to her. Oh, wow. That's ballsy. I almost had the mm-hmm. same situation come up because all my makeup, my makeup bag was in the car with my husband this morning and he took it to work. And I thought, oh no, I got to be on video. So, you know, you dig in the bottom of your cabinet, you find some samples you got somewhere. He's wearing your makeup. That's what your husband's doing. He's uh, yeah. your makeup to work. I think that's one way to go about it. Women can certainly wear less makeup and show our imperfections or men can start wearing some concealer. It would be okay. Yeah. I'm actually surprised they're not, or maybe they are, and I just don't. Oh, know no, they are. It. Yeah. It's yeah, they also do popular. manscaping. I do know that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't hear about men wearing makeup so much, unless it's very, like, flamboyant makeup, but not, like, subtle, like, hide the dark circle kind of makeup. Oh, I'll, like, go over to my husband and just be like, you know, give him a little something, something right there. Like, his head, like, so he shaves his head with the, you know, the, he bicks it. So sometimes he gets a little cut, you know, just do a little. <laughs> no one will know, sweetheart. You know, it looks like you know, you're bleeding from the head. <laughs> when I put on my face cream at night, Pablo says to me, hey, can you put some of that on me too? Is that going to make me look pretty? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All these handsome games to play. <laughs> <laughs> That is too funny. Well, you know what, girls, there's one area of life that I think we should talk about where we real all three of us, I know, enjoy perfection. And that is in the bathroom. Oh, yes. Stay with me here. 
<laughs> we all know the satisfying feeling of a complete evacuation of the bowels. Who's with me? Woohoo! Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a great big ah. In fact, here at Healthy View Radio, we are committed to your digestive success. We actually did a whole episode about digestion a while back. So if you go back in the archives, you can find that one. That was a pretty popular episode. And we've also partnered with Squatty Potty, maker of fine bathroom stools. You can save 10% at squattypotty.com slash HVR. Seriously, though, it's like 20 bucks. And for many people, it's a game changer. It can make a world of difference in the bathroom experience. So I don't care what today's topic is, you know, for today's show. We don't want you to settle for imperfect poops. Remember, you can even save 10%. When you go to squattypotty.com slash HVR. Now, when we get back from the break, we're going to be talking with Kelly McNeilis, who is not wearing any makeup, and we're going <laughs> to love her up for it. She's the founder of Women for One, a place where women from more than 50 countries share their powerful stories with the world. Over 500 truth tellers, as Kelly calls them, have answered her call to action, which is make life happen by sharing your messy brilliance. Perfect. And I bet they all have squatty potty stories. <laughs> and if not, they should. <laughs> Apparently, though, their stories range from the devastating to the delightful and everything in between. Kelly is a mom, a wife, a friend, a mentor, an incest survivor, businesswoman, and a firm believer that there's no such thing as TMI. Kelly, we are loving you already. <laughs> <laughs> Formerly a nonprofit and small business consultant, Kelly now travels the world empowering women to find their voices and discover their true power. She's interviewed, this is cool, she's interviewed global change makers, including the late Dr. Maya Angelou, Ariana Huffington, and Byron Katie who I, I love. Know, all of them, right? So much <laughs> on the importance of cultivating our own inner wisdom and truth-telling voices. Kelly is a best-selling author of Your Messy Brilliance, Seven Tools for the Perfectly Imperfect Woman. And we'll be back getting messy with Kelly after the break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighouse with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Hey, welcome back to Healthy View Radio. We have been having a really interesting talk about embracing imperfection. And we'd love to hear from you, those who are watching us live on Facebook right now. Share with us, what are some of your struggles? What are some of your imperfections that you would really like to get rid of? And maybe we'll have a chance to ask our expert today. We have our expert, Kelly McNillis, who is the founder of Women for One, a place where women from more than 50 countries share their powerful stories for the world. And she is the author of Your Messy Brilliance, Seven Tools for the Perfectly Imperfect Woman. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm here. I'm so excited. Actually, you guys are so much fun. I can't wait for this. Well, you're so much fun and we haven't even (laughs) begun yet. (laughs) We are super excited too. But Kelly, before we dive into your book and you, we'd like to start all our guests with a couple of questions to get to know them better, Mm -hmm. such as what did you have for breakfast today? Oh, I had a spinach, egg white, and jalapeno. I love jalapenos. Omelette. Yeah. Very good. Delicious. What is the one thing you do every day that has the greatest impact on your life? Um, I would say I meditate because I've been meditating for years, but I do it in my own way. I do it in my own messy way. I, I set an intention for each day and I take three minutes to five minutes to 20 minutes to breathe. I give myself a break if I only have three. I just always do it. I like that, a messy way of meditating. I, I might have to borrow that. <laughs> messy. And what is your guilty pleasure? Tequila. That was Oh, it. that's a good one. <laughs> Ask any friend. I'm turning 50 this September, and I'm sure I'll get like 20 bottles of tequila for people. <laughs> do you like it straight up tequila, or yeah. do you like margaritas? Straight up. Straight up. Just a little, you know. <laughs> well, 50s are awesome, so don't worry about it. Okay? We're in the 50 I'm club. I'm yeah, very excited about it. Michelle's yeah. in the 15 She's club. She's the baby. She's like 15. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's all good, so have no fear. But anyway, we'd love to hear about your book, Messy Brilliance, and tell us a little bit about it and what led you to writing it. Well, after I started Women for One over seven years ago now, uh, which was an organic thing on its own, it was just a soul project where I thought I wanted to write about my experiences. And, you know, I had gone through a messy divorce and uh, lost one of my best friends to cancer. I was with her and, you know, was a single mom for a while, re-blended a family of six children. So I have, I have six three bonus children, as I call them, and three of my own. Um, You know, I I just was in a place where I wanted to start writing about my experiences because I've always been curious and been a seeker about how I can find more joy and passion in my life. So I created Women for One. And through that, I kept hearing from the women that, you know, a lot of the stories women write are about trying to get it right, trying to be perfect, all these expectations on women in 
all over the world, not just in the Western world. And, you know, we're more alike than we are different in different countries, even though we have different religions, different ages, different, you know, economic status, we're more alike with our struggles. So I decided to write the book because I was really wanted to be able to share my process in not trying to get it right, which, you know, they say you do what you need to learn, right? So I'm still working on it. So this is great for me today with the no makeup because it's like, you know what? This is who I am, right? You know? <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. So what is it? Was it interest, hard for you to find your voice when you were writing this book or was it similar to what you found when you were doing interviews? Because you interviewed some pretty amazing women that I'm really jealous about. Well, it's funny, you know, when I started Women For One, I just knew I wanted to write and I kept checking in with my intuition and my gut asking like, what's next? It wasn't like a career. Now it is, but it wasn't at the beginning. And when I, I really followed my guidance and my intuition that said, you should let women share their stories from all over the world. That's when like I started serving Women For One and I moved into interviewing women and I just started going, well, maybe I'll just reach out to her. And she said, yes. And then I was like, well, it it was very organic. It wasn't like I had this plan. And all of a sudden I was talking to these incredible women that had made their lives happen on their own terms through incredibly challenging circumstances. And so that's where I started going, wait a minute, what about my voice? I want to discover my voice and share my truth. So, you know, walk my talk. I'm asking other women to share so vulnerably. That's what I did in the book. So what do you mean when you say messy brilliance? Well, I love um, the term messy because my whole life, all my friends and my family, they kind of called me messy. I'm kind of a messy individual. <laughs> like if you go to my house, it's not like messy, but like my purse, I always have like seven things in it. You know, like if you want to find an organic tampon, I've got three. Like, you know, I've got all these things <laughs> in my, in my not purse. Not for much longer. <laughs> no, actually, that's actually true. And I really, really would rather not share that with the entire Facebook community. But anyways, um, but no. So I'm just one of those resourceful, messy people. My mind is messy too. That's, that's how I found my brilliance and my creativity is to stop judging myself for being ADD and all over there, but really embrace it and discover my own true genius and my brilliance through the mess that I had experienced in my life and some of it I had created myself. So really, the messy, your messy brilliance is the good, the bad, and the ugly and discovering and polishing that true gem of, of who you are through all that mess. So is discovering our messy brilliance coming to terms with our imperfections and our flaws, or is it more than that? I think it's more than that. I think it's about acceptance, surrendering to them, but more importantly, diving into that mess and realizing that it's not as bad as if you avoid it. You know, if we shove our secrets and our mess in the closet, you know how people come over and we throw everything in drawers and and it's like if we open the, put, open the drawers, open the cabinets, and have the light go into it, it's really not as scary as we think it could be. And I so agree. Mm-hmm. What are the tools that you talk about in your book? There's seven tools to help us access our messy brilliance. Well, it's, it's a messy process. It's not linear, but in terms of, you know, writing a book, you have to be linear. And so the reason I, I selected seven was because, you know, seven is a sacred number in general, but it's real cyclical and you can dive into any one of these tools and be able to use them in a small situation in your life. Like if you have a challenge with a friend or in the larger situation of your life, like what do I want to be doing with my life? 
that's why I kind of made them very general. My favorite tool is curiosity, which is the first one, because I felt like a lot of us as women have kind of lost our curiosity, our natural innate childlike curiosity as we've gotten older. And I really wanted to take women back to that curious place. For example, if someone's being really rude to you, right, and you are triggered, do you ever stop and go, I wonder what's going on with that person? Or I wonder why I'm triggered instead of judging them or going into this anger. That's just a simple example of curiosity. But just asking yourself a question every time you have an experience. Um, and, and then I have several others that I love. love. And my, my other favorite one is choice, which is tool number five. Because I feel like in this society right now, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but you know, a lot of us are in the victim mentality, whether it be our political system, whether it be, you know, in our lives feeling like victims and choices around how, uh, taking self-responsibility for what's, what actions you've taken in the world and making conscious choice to understand that and move forward. So the seven tools are great, but those are my two favorite. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Was it really hard narrowing it down like all these crazy life lessons into seven tools? Because it sounds like these are all really useful things. That It was a journey for me, right? And it, it still is. And I love the tools and they've helped me. And the other thing I love about them is I feel like a lot of us as women can get caught up in the whole, oh, let me process that emotionally, which is wonderful. <laughs> okay? But it's like, how about we blend the feminine, the emotion and the verbal, you know, the storytelling with action and conscious choice. And so I intentionally put the first few tools as very feminine and the last tools as more action oriented because we want to get stuff done. Excuse my language. We want to get stuff done in the world, right? Like we want to be, we are the movers and shakers of the world. So how about we combine the space of processing and verbalizing an emotion with choice, conscious action, and moving forward and manifesting in our lives. Yeah, I like it. I also love what you said about curiosity. And one of our um, Facebook people, Facebook peeps, said, (laughs) uh, her name is Nicole. She said, curiosity is our inner kiddo's superpower, which brings me to a thought. Um, The saying, because women by nature are very curious. We want to know. We want to delve deep. We want to ask questions. The saying, curiosity killed the cat. Do you think that that has had an impact on our psyche on to not be curious? Well, that's a really good question. I've never been asked that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's kind of cool. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I think we have to make conscious choice and discern what we're going to take into our belief systems and what we aren't. But as kids, when we hear that, maybe, you know, our curiosity is kind of shoved down. Our creativity is, is put to the side. It's like, hey, especially as women, you know, do the right thing you know, be quiet, be polite. Don't ask questions. Yeah. Don't ask questions. Just follow. So all of those things, I'm encouraging people to just let the hat out of the box and go for it now and, and tap into that space when you were three or four and you jump around and ask a million questions, you know, or, or that you would just daydream. You know, I still tap into that space from when I was little. Yeah. So why do you think we women have so many shoulds in our mind and how do we move past that? I think a lot of it is what society has imposed on us and cu- the culture obviously has imposed on us as women in general. We are the natural caretakers. <clears throat> and then we also then, I watch other women shaming other women that kind of come out of their shoulds, right? So, you know, the, the, the oppressors now become the oppressees, right? So it's, it's just this space that we really have to have consciousness around, get awareness around and move forward from um, 
how do I get rid of my shoulds? I get an awareness of them. And then I look at them and go, well, yeah, I could, but it's not a should. So I kind of put it into different buckets these days. And is that the same way you would recommend consciously moving past shame and self-judgment? Like, how do we help women do that? How do we help women in the process of relinquishing all these self-judgments and all these perfectionist tendencies? That's so that's the key right there is really, I think, slowing down, feeling our emotions noticing when we have self-judgment or judgment on others. A lot of times we have to start with looking how we look at the world and others before we can kind of look at ourselves. So really, you know, getting curious about why you have a reaction to it, then you can have the awareness of it and and then accept where you are. These are the tools I have, right? And then you can move into that inner voice and like tuning into that radio signal inside you that can give you that space to move out of the shame and judgment. So I, I think it's it's a tricky thing. I don't think there's one answer for it, but I think acceptance of where you are and really being okay with the fact that you have shame is step one. But, you know, I, I see this sometimes, like let's take a woman, she's overweight, she knows she needs to lose weight to be healthy, it's not a vanity thing, and she battles with this, I'm perfect and not broken and great as I am, but at the same time, I need to lose weight to be healthier. And so that can kind of mess, that could be really tricky for her in her mind, because how do you balance that? I don't think it's a this or that. I mean, you know, in the past probably three years, I've gained like 35, 40 pounds, you know, with being a 50 and all the things I've been focused on, which hasn't been my physicality as much. And I'm working my way personally out of that. But I still think I am, I hold both. I still think I'm a beautiful person and I, I feel like I'm powerful and I'm coming into my health from a different angle and perspective mentally and emotionally than, oh my gosh, look, I don't live up to the idealized image of what I'm supposed to look like, you know, and I, that being therefore all aspects of my life are screwed up. Does that make sense? Like it's just, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. I think it's percentages in understanding this or black or white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that reminds me of the, you know, the body positive movement. You know, there are women on Instagram, you know, very voluptuous women posting, and then there's <laughs> other women or, or, and even men who are criticizing them for how can you uh, make it sound like being so overweight is a good thing. You know, so there's this, and I like what you said about it can be, it can be both. It can be, yes, I've gained 30 pounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm okay with that. And I embrace the fact that I've had things going on in my life. And whatever, this is what's happening right now. And And. I'm I'm stepping into my health in a different way. Like it can, it can be both. And I think it needs to be both. Otherwise uh, we're going down the road of either perfectionism or putting our stuff in the closet and not looking at it. Exactly. And I've done that, right? We've all done it. I put my stuff in the closet and then I open, I go, that's not that bad. Or sometimes, oh my God, (laughs) I need to handle this. You know, I've done both. Yeah, skeleton comes out and snaps. You're like, that was that bad. Yeah. What I love though about your book, Kelly, is how you are telling women to trust themselves, not to go seek another guru out there. And I think we're all really very much in alignment with you on that. And so, how would people find out more about what you're doing? Well, they can come to my site because we have a lot of women. For one, we have a lot of. 
free opt-ins where you can take the seven day challenge or you can sign up for a messy note once a day for a year that will just, you know, it's from your messy brilliance and it sends you like you rock or today, just do this. And, you know, it kind of gets you familiarized with our community. I also have courses on my site and my book. And a lot of people come to my site just to read the stories, to feel more connected and understood And then eventually you can either share your story and I'm not, I don't have a blog. I have a community. So any women, woman is welcome to write. We have an editor that makes you look sound really good. (laughs) She makes me sound good. Um, I want women to share their experiences. I don't want writers that want to be bloggers at our, on our site so that they can connect with the experience. So you could do that anonymously, but it's all free anonymously or um, uh, you can put your name on it. That's how they can connect. Beautiful. Love that. That is beautiful. So basically the nonprofit is the website is representing the nonprofit and then the book was a side project for you. It's, it's not a nonprofit. Women for one is, is a business. Okay. And I, I was a nonprofit for years, so I decided to do okay. it this time. And, you know, so I have courses for women, women be, being able to find their voice, whether it's how to have a hard conversation, how to make your life happen, but to really start, just come and check out our community first. And if you were going to give women like five quick and easy tips to start recognizing their messy brilliance, what would they be? Wow. Okay. Five. Here we go. Don't worry. Uh, write them down. And you got one minute. So six or seven. Go. <laughs> release judgment. Get curious. Get aware and dive into your story. Make conscious choice and manifest your dreams. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining. You were total delight. We loved having you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for all you guys are doing. It's wonderful. Right back at you. Right back. Wow. What a treat for us. That was great. After the break, we're going to be chatting with Melissa Homner about autoimmune conditions and chronic health challenges. So please stay tuned. And if you're watching us live on Facebook, we would love to hear from you and we will do our best to answer questions and respond. We will be back shortly after the break. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio with your perfectly imperfect hosts, me, Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenninghaus, and Lisa Lutan, as in Lou Hazitan. It's now, <laughs> it's now that special time of the show where we bring on an exciting up-and-coming talent in the health and wellness field. And today we have Melissa Homner. She is a nutritional health coach who works with people experiencing autoimmune conditions and chronic health challenges. She helps them to feel their best through food and lifestyle changes. She knows that this is possible because she used to suffer from the debilitating symptoms of multiple sclerosis. And now she is symptom-free and fully engaged in life. She is a trained nutritional health coach and essential oils coach. She has completed studies at the Essential Oil Institute, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, where the three of us went as well, and digestive intensive training with Andrea Nakayama, a functional nutrition lab. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you so much, Andrea. I'm happy to be here. Oh, we're happy to have you, Sugar. Uh, Our topic today is about perfectionism. Have you struggled with perfectionism in your life at any point? Oh, big time. You know, you got to get it right before you can do it. Right? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way of looking at it. It never works out that way. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah, so like part of the perfectionism is is having a great body that's perfectly designed and it supports you, but you actually got started in this business by experiencing imperfection, or it could be perfection, of your own disease. Can you tell us about your symptoms of that disease and what it was all about? Oh, yeah. So my first serious symptoms started showing up when I was 18, and my mom has MS as well, and so she was... She was sure that's what was coming. We did MRIs, we did testing, and didn't show anything up. I was in college, so I just went back to school. So as I grew older, got married, had kids, um, more symptoms started coming. So when I was, by the time I was 35, my left side did not work. I was dragging my leg. I was hanging onto the wall to walk. Um, just to do work in the kitchen, to hold on to, you know, utensils, glasses, cups. I cannot tell you how many utensils I broke in my kitchen just because I couldn't hang on to them. Um, It was, I had trouble with my eyesight. My, I had such serious brain fog. It was hard for me to make any decisions. Um, I just couldn't think. Um, And I had three little boys. I mean, that's crazy, right? You can't be a mom. And really be that way. So when I was 35, I was uh, diagnosed with MS. And um, my neurologist turned to me and he was like, we need to start putting you on some meds. 
to slow this down. And here is a, handed me a piece of paper with a phone number on it for the place in town that I could rent a wheelchair from and rent the little handle things, you know, to handicap my house. <laughs> mm. And uh, that's where I was. It was not fun. It wasn't pretty. I probably should have been in a wheelchair, but I was too darn stubborn. <laughs> That's good. Thank goodness. Yeah. That's a good trait. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so, so that's what, kind of my story. And then what turned it around for you? What were some of the steps that you took to turn this around? Because you, you seem fine. I, I don't see that you're in a wheelchair right? now. No, no. That was so crazy because I walked out of that office and I was so scared. I was so scared because I had watched my mom. I knew what this disease did. Um. And I knew what my future looked like. And it wasn't fun. Um, So I just cried for weeks. I mean, I didn't do anything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But through a trail of events, I met a chiropractor who had just started doing kinesiology. He got me on some natural supplements. And then we moved to Bozeman here. And I met a doctor who actually I work for now, um, a kinesiologist who helped me get my gut right. That was the secret for me was finding the foods that really caused me problems Mm -hmm. um, and really work on gut health and working on candida and that kind of thing. And I'm five years in and at, let's see, two, about three years in, three and a half years in, I lost my last symptom. Wow. That's why I can say I'm symptom three. free. It took about three, two and a half, three years for me to heal to that place. And I am maintaining. And so that's why I can say, you know, to people who the doctors say, no, you can never get better. If you have an autoimmune disease, you know, let's work on it. There's a real chance you could get better. So anyway, that's where I started. That's why I do what I do. Oh, it's a (laughs) wonderful story. Yeah, I love your story. It's great. Yeah. So over 70% of our immune system lives in the gut. So it makes perfect sense that you had this autoimmune condition. Yeah. So how, because I Mm -hmm. saw that you studied with Andrea Nakayama on her digestive intensive. How does the digestive system impact your autoimmune condition? Can you explain to the audience? Oh my gosh. It is totally foundational. Totally foundational because, okay, so I'm going to use myself as an example. Gluten is my big trigger. So if I eat gluten, even unintentionally, give my body about 20 minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> that fast, and I start feeling icky, kind of hot. My stomach is hot, like you swallowed a fireball. Mm-hmm. And then after about an hour and a half, I will start noticing a numbness in my left leg, my lower left leg. That's kind of my, mm-hmm. you know, I really watch that. And I'm like, oh, gosh, what did I get into? So it's not necessarily going to be that um, transparent or immediate for others. But when you eat something that your body is reacting to that is firing your immune system, that's going to cause constant uh, swelling in your gut, especially in your small intestine, which so much happens there. That's, That's where you get your energy from your food. It has to be working right. So if your immune system in your small intestine, in your stomach, in your lower bowel, all of that, if it's causing inflammation, all kinds of things go wrong. 
And that's why when I work with people, we start with food because that's the easiest place to start. We can control that, right? Yes. So that's where we start. Did that answer your question? Yes, that was very good. You did perfect. If I must say so myself, (laughs) it was perfect. (laughs) So so are autoimmune conditions and MS your specialty when you're working with people? Yes, yes. Currently, um, I've helped people with rheumatoid arthritis, with Graves, with MS, um, with chronic swelling and pain. Um, I'll just tell you quickly about this one of the gentlemen that I'm working with, he's an older gentleman. He's done hard physical labor all his life. And he was to the place where he had such swelling in his joints, especially his knees and his hips and his hands. There was swelling in his hands. He could hardly get up and walk and do anything. So we're eight weeks in working together. And last Saturday I checked with him. He's a big turkey hunter. And he's like, oh, by the way, I walked a mile yesterday and I hunted turkey. He couldn't even get out of his chair, uh, you know, eight weeks ago. So I feel like that's a huge win. Yeah, <laughs> Not for the turkey, is. but for everyone else. <laughs> all right. Well, he didn't get one. So <laughs> I guess they're all right, too. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge benefit. Oh, He's going to eat the turkey. I'm walking for the turkey. Right, right. The turkey. Exactly. So what can people expect will happen? Like this is a great example, but what are some other things that happen when people begin working with you? All right. So especially our first week or two, um, the first week's a little hard. There are a lot of decisions to make. There are a lot of changes to make, especially in the diet. And um, so I walk beside them that first week really closely, just answering questions, helping, guiding, encouraging. And by the second week, they're really starting to see results. By the third week, we are starting to see things happen. So, you know, give them a month in and we'll have a good read on what their body is going to do for them. That's awesome. And then uh, I was looking on your website and it says there was something that was so good. A common side effect of this program, this is when people are working with you, a common side effect of this program is my clients begin to dream again. Life is not dark and scary anymore. So uh, our gal before was talking about dreams manifesting. So can you talk about that for a moment? That comment was a result of a gal that I'm working with that has Graves disease. Um, when we first started working together, she's about six weeks in now. Um, her whole goal for working with me was she's a single mom with four kids and they're all in high school. And she's a night nurse. And she was like, I just want to make it to the end of the week. And I want to be present for my kids. So we've worked together for a while. And I, I even asked her at the beginning, you know, what, what are your plans? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? And she didn't have any. Mm-hmm. And so when we met the last time, almost the whole session was about things that she wants to do with the kids and with her grandkids and a business she wants to start. And I said, oh, wait, <laughs> do you realize what you're doing? She's dreaming. Her life is coming back. She feels good. She's able to think beyond Friday. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, oh, gosh. I was just like, this is why I do this. 
Yeah. That's wonderful. So where can our listeners and our viewers find out more about you and how to work with you so they can start dreaming again and get out of pain and, and stop struggling? Okay, you can go to my website at www.sagebrushwellness.com or you can visit me on Facebook. My main Facebook page is Sagebrush Wellness as well. Or you can email me at sagebrushwellness at gmail.com or you can call me at 406-595-2331. Wow, a gal that gives out her phone number. (laughs) Yes, ma'am, I do. That's awesome. (laughs) Melissa, I want to thank you so much for spending your time with us today and for finding your space in the closet to come and share with us. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for having me, ladies. Take care, Melissa. Take care. Take care. Okay, ladies, what are your favorite takeaways from today's awesome and most perfect show? What do you got? Well, um, I was listening to Melissa talk about kind of the same thing that Kelly had been talking about, where like maybe there's something uh, negative going on. You can embrace that. You can, you know, not just go into a spiral of despair. You know, in the case of autoimmune disease, you can stop pretending that it's not happening, right? Uh, And dragging yourself along as Melissa was. Literally. Yeah, you can embrace, okay, this is where I'm at. Maybe I, maybe I do need a wheelchair today, you know, and there are things I can do to change this. You know, there are things, it's not necessarily a life sentence, you know, it's, it's here's where I am and, and here's what I can do about it. And I just think that she was, both, both of our guests were great examples of that. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, everything we talk about comes back to this curiosity. You know, isn't that interesting that I'm doing this? Or how are these foods going to impact my health? Or how can I look at things a different way? And so I think the curiosity thing is huge. I'm glad the cat you know, <laughs> wasn't <laughs> successful. <laughs> One more thing I want to mention. We were talking about Andrea Nakayama. She is our guest next week. That's oh, right. it's great. Yeah. So that'd be anyway. fun. Can't so wait. we'll tell her to watch this show. And, no, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so like both you girls, um, the curiosity, I think we need to bring that back. Uh, curious, what can I do to this body to move it from where it is to where I want it to be and it, as it is right now in its perfection? And then to look at our conditions and our diseases and whatever we have going on and just love them, love ourselves as we are, and then move forward to whatever you want to create. I think that's... I think that's something that we can do. And we learned a lot from both of our girls today. Uh, They were wonderful guests. Um, And hopefully our next couple of guests will be just as awesome. Of course they will. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, if you like this show and you think it's just about the most perfect balance of fun, knowledge, inspiration, and know-how, you can watch us or listen to us recording live every week at HealthyViewRadio.com. And you can comment live, which is always a lot of fun. It's fun for us, and I know it's fun for you guys. And if you missed any part of the show, you can listen to the recording on iTunes. And while you're there, please leave us a review. It could be something quick and easy like this one from Lorikba. She said, I love all the information and fun this show offers. Top notch. Yeah, baby. Uh, if you like the show and leave us a review, we will be sure to put you on our Christmas gift list. And I just lost the light. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is only seven months away, so just start getting on our list early. You can also watch any of our recordings on YouTube. There are so many ways for you to chill out with us every week and learn something fun and new or get a good giggle and just start going with your life. Okay, folks, it's that time. We love you, and we will see you next week on Healthy View Radio. Thanks for joining us. 
Thank you for tuning in to Healthy View Radio. Please join Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus again for another fun and insightful edition of our show. We're live again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you soon.